Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In alhamdulillah, nahmuduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ufiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati amalina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu amma ba'd faqad qala Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala fi Qur'an Majid wa Fuqan Hamid ba'da a'udhu billahi min shaitan rajim bismillahirrahmanirrahim Ya ayyuhal nasu attaqoo rabbakum al-lazhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida 
وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضرات في النار أما بعد I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that just as he has gathered us here today on this day of Jum'ah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us along with our families in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Jadal Firdaus al-A'la Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen Brothers and sisters, you and I, whatever we do good, it's all for one purpose. The motivation is only one, and that is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that this pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will in return provide us a place that as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he describes in a hadith, مَا لَا عَيْنٌ رَأَتْ وَلَا أُذْنٌ سَمِعَتْ the Prophet ﷺ, when he described Jannah, he says that no eye has ever seen, meaning that no eye has ever seen anything good and great as Jannah. And nothing, you, you have never ever heard of a place like Jannah. And your heart and your mind cannot even comprehend what ama- how amazing Jannah is. You and I, we do everything for that cause. When we hear a hadith of Prophet you read this dua and Allah will give you this much reward. We are motivated. Why? Because I want to do these. Not because they will lead me into Jannah, but this will bring me closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in essence, what this is, is that we are investing into the akhirah. When we talk about sadaqah, مَنْ ذَا الَّذِي يُقْرِضُ اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا When Allah talks about sadaqah in the Qur'an, many times he, referred to it, he refers to it as a loan. Why? Because when you take a loan from someone, eventually you have to return that loan. Likewise, when we give sadaqah, I'm giving something to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and just naturally there, that there is always a return. The return is where? In the akhirah. So we are, in essence, we are investing into the akhirah. But brothers and sisters, what we don't realize is that many times we are so obsessed with doing such good a'mal, and which is a good thing. But the one thing that we don't account for, the one thing that we are absolutely oblivious about, is the fact that we have to protect that investment. Just like today, when you and I, when we have investments, I have a house, I have invested into the house. I've put, I've paid for that house for so many years, and now the house is perhaps paid off. And then I look after that investment. If I have other real estate properties, I look after all them. Why? Because I have put so much hard work into this, that I cannot just see this crumble away. When it comes to our, our bank balances, our bank accounts, we look at them at times every day. We keep a close eye on them. What is going on? How much money is going out in subscriptions? We keep a very close eye on our bank account. 
and whenever we feel the need, we need to draw back and we do cut back on our finances based on circumstances. But think about that, have we ever made it a point to protect our investment in Akhirah? Here in this dunya, we're able to see what's in front of us. If I'm losing money somewhere, I can see. But we cannot see what is happening to our investment in the Akhirah. Do we ever know how much I have saved in the Akhirah? And as I said, there is one thing that we are truly oblivious about, and that is that we don't know if, our, if we are protecting our investment. And this is why Ibn Qayyim, he says something very beautiful. He says, He says that the, the things that can destroy the a'mal, the things that can spoil and cancel the good things that we and I, you and I, we have done. He says there are so many that you cannot even count. Think about that for a moment. There are so many things that can cancel our good deeds that there are, there are so many. And then he says, The point is not only to do the deeds. He says, إِنَّمَا الشَّأْنُ فِي حِفْظِ الْعَمَلِ مِمَّا يُفْسِدُهُ وَيَحْبِطَهُ SubhanAllah. He says that what we need to pay close attention to is to stay away from those things that can cancel, that can remove our good deeds. Think about it for a moment. You and I, we are under this impression that I've done so much. I've been to Umrah so many times. I've been to Hajj so many times. Whenever there was a fundraiser, I always gave. When there were other fundraisers, I always gave I read Quran this many times but what we don't realize is that there are things that you and I we are doing in our life today that when we appear on the day of judgment may Allah protect us and may Allah never make us from amongst those but the Prophet he tells us in a hadith narrated by Abu Hurairah that these kind of people will appear on the day of judgment and they will feel a sense of satisfaction that I'm cool, I'm relaxed, I've done so much. And we will remember everything that we have done. Every single time we gave donations, we will remember the life of this dunya. And we will think that we're all, you know, we're, we're relaxed, it will be a smooth transition. Inshallah, I'll be going straight to Jannah. But that is where the Prophet ﷺ, he says to the Sahaba Do you know who that bankrupt person is? And the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, just like you and I, they said that the bankrupt person is that person that who does not have any money. And the Prophet sallallahu he says that the Sahaba, they said, He has no possessions, he has nothing, that is the bankrupt person. And this is where the Prophet he teaches us a very valuable point. And that is that one is the bankrupt of this dunya, and one is the bankrupt of the akhirah. And whoever is bankrupt here, you can always recover. You can always get back on your feet. And we have seen many people, so many of these you know, financial coaches and so forth, this is what we see from their life. They hit rock bottom and they learn from their mistakes and then they build up again. And now today they're teaching people how to manage their finances. You can always recover when you're in this dunya. But the loss of the akhirah, the loss of the hereafter is the ultimate loss. The success of the akhirah is the ultimate success. And the Prophet ﷺ says, no, that is not the definition of a muflis. He says, al-muflis 
من أمتي يأتي يوم القيامة بصلاة وصيام وزكاة. They will come with many good deeds. But at the same time, the problem is they insulted that person or they cursed that person and they slandered that person and they ate the wealth as you say sometimes in Urdu you know we have this common term in, the, in, you know, in our language at times that you know taking someone's wealth and you know just consuming it means that you use it in the wrong way and you don't even return it and he says that he spilled the blood of that person and he hit this person. Now think about this brothers and sisters, what the Prophet is saying over here is that when you hurt other people with the misuse of your tongue, when you hurt people physically, our deen is not only about the siyam in the salat, in the zakat. Our deen based on predominantly culturally what we have come to know that when we look at a religious man what do we gauge and how do we gauge a religious man a religious woman because if they have a long beard if they dress a certain way you know if they have a certain you know mark on their head and they go to the masjid and they wear hijab and so forth that's not only our deen our deen is a complete package it is from A to Z Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give us an option that you take this and you take that because that was the habit of Bani Israel. Allah says about Bani Israel, You take whatever you want from deen and you leave out whatever you want from deen. That is not what deen is. This is not the deen of Allah. This may be your deen. This may be your lifestyle. In the lifestyle of so many people, but this is not the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. Islam is not a buffet table. You can take whatever you want and leave out whatever you want. And then we have this sense of pride because shaitan has made us think that you are, mashallah, so pious, we have become so self-righteous. And we compare ourselves to everyone around us, especially when they are low and they have weak iman and religiously they are weaker. And we don't compare ourselves to those who are more superior than us in religion. And more, most importantly, we don't look at the Prophet ﷺ. Because that is the one that we have to compare our life to. We don't compare our life to anyone else, but we have to look and we study and we learn and we implement and we follow Rasulullah ﷺ. So these people, they will come on the day of judgment. Religiously, they were, very, they were excelling. But in terms of their akhlaq, in terms of when it comes to abuse, they would verbally abuse other people. They would physically abuse other people. And subhanAllah, one thing that we also learn from this hadith is that there is no specification here. There is no condition that whether you do it to a stranger or you do it to someone in your family or you do it to someone in your extended family. Here it's very general. When you do wrong, when we do wrong to someone else, it will not go unnoticed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it may go unnoticed in this dunya. People may not find about it. People may not know about it. And we may feel that I've got away with it. But that is why in the akhirah, these kind of people, they will show up. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he called them bankrupt. Why? Because all these people that they have abused, they will be standing in a line. 
And they will take from their salat, they will take from their Quran, they will take from their adhkar, and they will take from their subhanallah, and their alhamdulillah, and their Allahu Akbar, and their taraweeh, and their qiyam, and so much will be given away till the point comes that this person has nothing more to give out. He came on the day of judgment with so much, and he had this sense of relief that everything will be so good today not realizing that how many people he has abused and how many, how many people's rights he has violated. And then when all his good deeds are finished, then the Prophet says that then all these people will still be standing in line and then their sins will be placed on his shoulder. Their sins are going to be placed on his shoulder. He already has his own sins to deal with, but now he has other people's sins to deal with. And then because of this, he'll be thrown into the fire of Jahannam. Brothers and sisters, think about this. How many times when it comes to business, we have cheated other people? SubhanAllah, you know, the, the stories that you hear, the stories that you hear, I mean, it is a, it's a global problem we have. It's a global problem that we have. Everyone is trying to cheat one another. Everyone is trying to make a quick buck. And in doing so, what they will do is that they will crush the other person. They will violate every Islamic rule in the book just because they want some temporary gain, some temporary dunya. It is that greed. It is that power at times. It is that money that a person wants. And subhanAllah, we do unfortunately live in a society that preaches us a philosophy which is that the ends they justify the means we that's that's what is taught today in our society when we see today the history of this country and the wars it has been to what does it want and what does it have to do in order to achieve that goal but that's fine why because that is what is being taught today in our society that the ends they justify the means but our Dean teaches us that the ends do not justify the means if the means are wrong then the end is, 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 is pointless. The, the, the ending is not even regarded at all. And you cannot even pay attention to the end if I am going to violate other people's rights. When it comes to our business, brothers and sisters, the Prophet has taught us that what the barakah that Allah puts when there is fair business dealings. And when there is no fair business dealings, then there will be deceit and there will be, you know, lying and cheating and betrayal and things that we see today. Another thing that we learn from this hadith is the treachery. How many times we will be willing to harm one another. We will see someone suffer. Why? So that I can live a good life. Is that what we learn from the Prophet ﷺ? Is that what we learn from the Sahaba radiallahu anhum? We take their name and we talk about them on a day-to-day -day basis. If we're not talking about them, we're hearing about them. And yet when it comes to worldly gains, we throw the Qur'an and the Sunnah out of the window and we only look at what we want. The Prophet ﷺ is telling us that this is a person who is truly bankrupt. So brothers and sisters, let's think about this. How many people have I, whose rights I have violated? Everyone's rights around me, my wife, my husband, my children, my parents, my relatives, everyone around me, have I fulfilled their rights or not? Have I abused anyone or not? And today, how many times, I talked about this perhaps last week in my khutbah, 
That not only is there abuse taking place in our families, but we know abuse of taking place, and yet we want to stay quiet. And this is a Muslim problem that we have in our families overall. This is a cultural problem. Just stay quiet. No, no, don't say anything. If there is abuse taking place in families, just stay, just stay away from them. When you see dhulm, the Prophet ﷺ was not even a prophet. Think about that. The Prophet was not even a prophet yet. But when he saw dhulm taking place, he was part of Hilful Fudul. Why? Because when there is no justice in society, then peep, there will be chaos. But yet, this is our problem that we have today in our families. You know, don't say anything. Just let, let, let them take care of it. When you see wrong being done, and you don't say anything about it, remember, remember my words that you will also be held accountable. When they are going to be held accountable, you will also be held accountable in the law on the Day of Judgment. Because you knew of wrong taking place. Yet, because of the culture that we grew up in, we decided to stay quiet. I'm not saying that you go and you barge into someone's house. I'm saying that try to find a way to fix a problem. When you see people suffering in families, when you see things happening in your community, and you stay quiet, that means that you are agree. As they say, even in our deen, that silence is approval. Silence is approval. So this is exactly what is happening. Another hadith that I want all of us to keep in mind is a very, it's a very similar hadith. This is a hadith narrated by Thawban radiallahu The Prophet ﷺ, he says, that there will come a group of people. Should I tell you about a group of people who will come on the Day of Judgment? They will come on the Day of Judgment with these that are big as Mount Tihama. Now Mount Tihama at that time, long time ago, at that time, the time of the Prophet ﷺ, this was the mountains that were on the coastline of which we see today, current day Saudi Arabia, and down all the way south into Yemen. These were mountains that were, that were sitting on the sea line, or on the coastline and so forth. So anyway, this is what the Prophet ﷺ was referring to, because this is what they would, you know, this is how they would give examples. They would always reflect on things that were around them. So the Prophet ﷺ is saying that a person will come on the Day of Judgment with all, like, a'mal and deeds, like these mountains that you see. Now any person who sees them, they will say that these, this is amazing. However, the Prophet ﷺ, he says that Allah will make their good deeds like scattered dust. You know, have you ever seen, like, you know when a person goes into the backyard like in fall, and you rake all those leaves, and you put them together in one place, and one wind, and it's all gone. And you get so upset, right, that I put so much hard work in, it's not even, e it's not even easy raking leaves, and then you do all that, and then you put all them together, but instead of putting them in a bag, you decide just to leave it there, and someone comes, and a wind comes, and it becomes like scattered dust. It gets all over the place. It has no value. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says even in the akhirah there will come people who do not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they did good deeds. فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً مَنْثُورًا وَقَدِمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً مَنْثُورًا Allah mentions Surah Al-Furqan about these kind of people. Here in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ talks about the believers whose good deeds will become like scattered dust. So Thawban radiallahu an and the other sahaba, they said, Ya Rasulullah, Tell us about them. Who are these kind of people so that we can stay away from what they will do? And the Prophet ﷺ, he then says, listen to this very carefully. He says, they are your brothers. Meaning that these are the people who are always around you. And they are from your race. 
they worship at night as you do but when but when but they will be people who when they are alone they transgress against the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mean that when they are alone and it doesn't mean that only when they are alone like individual do not take this very literally but it also means that when you are alone even with a group of people and you engage in transgression against the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Prophet saw some saying that when these people will appear on the day of judgment their good deeds will become like scattered dust and what's important to understand is that the reason why this happens is because when we are alone it is the most difficult time this is why our ulama have always said that if you are inclined to do sin then try to be around other people because when you are around other people this, the, the possibility of you committing a sin decreases significantly why? because even in English they, they say an empty mind is a devil's workshop when you have nothing to do and you are all alone it's easy for you to fall into sin because at that time it's only you and it's shaitan it is we and shaitan and that is it and many times our iman is not that strong that we can overcome the pressure of shaitan and shaitan pressures and pressures and pressures till a person caves and that is when a person begins to commit sins and he commits sins in, in places where no one is watching and they think that no one is watching but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran Alam ya'lam bi anna Allah yara. have you forgotten about the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching today we are scared of our parents today we are scared of society but have we not realized that Allah is watching at the end of the day? We may, people may not know about the things that we have done, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forget about the things that we have done. So this is why it is so important that based on this hadith of Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, one last hadith I want to share with you. So the very, keep these three things, these three hadith in your mind. The very first one was about the bankrupt person. The second hadith is about the person whose deeds will become like scattered dust. And subhanAllah, when you search these kind of ahadith, and you start researching these kind of ahadith, there's another hadith that the ulama, they present, which is also very important to realize. And that is the sinner in itself. Now, when you have a sinner, a person who has committed sins, have they done wrong? Absolutely, they have done wrong. Are the do doors of tawbah open to that person? Yes, the doors of tawbah are open to that person. But then you have another level of person who's not just a sinner, but he becomes despised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. See, a sinner in itself is not necessarily despised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because a person can always repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the sinner who is despised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hadith narrated by Abu Hurairah radiallahu an, he says that, Kullu ummati mu'afa illal mujahideen. Kullu ummati mu'afa, every single person of this ummah will be forgiven they'll be shown mercy Allah will forgive them except for one type of person and who is that person he's called a mujahir okay mujahir the Prophet ﷺ was then asked now, who are these people? This person, he feels so proud of coming the sin 
And let me be very blunt here that today many of our youth, unfortunately, are involved in this sin. That in order to be accepted into a group, in order to seem cool, in order to seem like so, you know, you know, to be accepted and to feel that you, there's a sense of pride. Allah, the Prophet is saying that these are people who are despised by Allah. They commit to sins at night. Allah covered it up. Allah did not let anyone find out that this person committed that sin. And Allah has mercy upon him. Allah is protecting his reputation. But this person comes out in the morning and he says that last night, do you know what I did? This is what I did. And his friend's like, man, that's so cool, man. You're part of our group now. This is legit, man. This is, you know, beast mode and so forth. Don't know what that means anyway. But this is where you are approving of someone else committing a sin. These are people, see one is once again, you committed a sin. A person commits a sin, but you repent to Allah. Or you have not even repented to Allah yet, but you have a certain level of guilt in your heart. But then one is a person who is so despised by Allah that Allah covered his sin. But in the morning he woke up and he began to text his or her friends. That this is what I did last night. Why? Because you want the approval of other people. And this is something that the ulama, they have said, that this is also something that can destroy your a'mal. This is something that when you go out, one is that you, you repent to Allah and it's done. But then one is that you are bragging about the wrong that you have done. And this is something that a person will be held accountable for on the day of judgment. So this is why it is so important that this investment that we have made in the akhirah and all these good deeds that we have done, we will see all of them turn into scattered dust. We will see all these things go to someone else if we don't learn how to protect our investment. And the best way to protect our investment is to fulfill the rights of everyone around us. Do not abuse anyone. Do not use your power and your authority to, to gain dominance on anyone else, to do dhulm on anyone else, because every wrong that we do, there will be most certainly accountability, accountability in the akhirah if it is not done today in this dunya. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from amongst those whose amas are protected, whose good deeds are protected. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the full share, the full reward, and the full khair of every good that we have done in the akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us from amongst those who are the muflis on the day of judgment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us from amongst those whose good deeds will turn into scattered dust on the day of judgment. أمين رب العالمين بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآية والذكر الحكيم أستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه الغفور الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد وفي القرآن الحميد بعد عوذ بالله من شيطان رجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلم تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد أما بعد one last thing I do want to mention is that when we talk about this there are things that as I said the things that can destroy our amal 
violating other people's rights, abusing other people physically, emotionally, um, verbally, these are things that can destroy. When we, when we are alone, we commit sins excessively, this can destroy. But there is one more thing that I really want to share that can destroy our amal, and that is not having sincerity or, be, or lack of sincerity. When you and I, when we do something good, imagine if you're standing in a gathering and someone is being praised for something good that they have done. And you feel like that, well, you have done something good too, and you want some praise. It's natural. We are human beings. We love appreciation. We love when people appreciate us. It's how we are built and wired. At the same time, keeping in mind is that if I'm doing something because I want the approval from someone else, or I have a lack of sincerity, then no matter how much I do, Allah will not give us anything for the good that we are doing. That is why the most important thing is that whatever we do, whatever good and khair that we do, we want the appreciation, we want the credit, only and only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If the human race, if people around us do not appreciate us, fine. Today they will, today they will not appreciate. Tomorrow it will be all forgotten, but it won't be forgotten by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if today, if people's approval is what we want more, then we will get that approval. It will be some, there will be some self-satisfaction for probably a minute or two, but then we will get nothing in the akhirah for it. That's why most importantly, whenever we do anything, you do everything, we do everything only and only for the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only and only for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to practice what has been said and heard. Ameen. Allahumma ansur Islam wal muslimin. Allahumma ansur Islam wal muslimin fi kulli makan. Allahumma ansurna ala man khalafana wa biladana wa aslih awladana واشف مرضانا وعاف مبتلانا وارحم موتانا وخذ بيدينا إلى كل خير وعصمنا من كل شر واحفظنا من كل ضير اللهم قسم لنا من خشتك ما تحول به به بيننا وبين معصيتك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا ما صعب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا ما حيتنا وجعل الوارث منا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسلك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب من رب العالمين إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحش المنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفلون أقم الصلاة Straight lines fill in the gaps There's usually a lot of space on my right side so please brothers coming in Please go all the way to the extreme right side. Rows are usually incomplete. Make sure the rows are complete. Unless um, they are the, the elderly, they can stand in the back, but everyone else, co please come inside. There should be no one else in the back two rooms.
الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله He's online. Please make sure your cell phones are off. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawm Ad-Din. Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'in. Ihdina Sirat Al-Mustaqim. صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حميدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر 
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Uh, if you can just wait for a few minutes, inshallah, there is a, a shahada that's about to take place, inshallah. Uh, in the meantime, I do have some important announcements. Uh, first of all is... Uh, our own brother Riyad Chaudhary, who is our treasurer of the masjid. Uh, his uncle passed away in India. We ask Allah subhanahu to have mercy upon him. Also, Brother Wasim Salam of Sabrina Foundation. He's also in critical condition. Uh, please keep him in dua. Adhibil ba'sa rabban nas. Washfi anta shafi la shifa illa shifa'uk. Shifa'an la yugadiru saquma. Also, our board member, Brother, uh, brother Asha Khan, uh, his aunt passed away. Uh, due to her battle of, uh, to COVID, she lost that battle. So please uh, keep her in your dua. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi May Allah have mercy upon her, enlighten her grave, and make the journey of the Akhir an easy one. And also there's other people in our community who are sick. So please keep all of them in your dua. May Allah give all those who are sick shifa, and all those who have passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon them. Uh, Sister Afreen, are we ready? Deem, can you hear me? Um... Is the sister with you? Yes, she is. Okay. Uh, sister, uh, sister Melanie, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So, um, so I just want to just inform everyone, Sister Melanie, she privately took her shahada initially, but she wanted to come to the masjid and and you know take the shahada. Um, and you know, get to meet the, the sisterhood here, inshallah. So, um, alhamdulillah, there are a lot of people who are taking shahada. Keep them in your dua, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the transition an easy one for them. Sister Melanie, uh, once again, um, this is of your choice, correct? Yes. And um, so, you'll repeat after me, inshallah. Uh, we'll do this in Arabic first, and then we'll do it in English, inshallah. Ashhadu. Allah, Allah, ilaha, ilaha, illallah, illallah, wa, wa, ashhadu, ashhadu, anna, anna, Muhammadan, Muhammadan, Rasulullah, Rasulullah. I bear witness, I bear witness, and testify, and testify, there is none worthy of worship, there is none worthy of worship, but Allah. But Allah. And I bear witness, and I bear witness that, Muhammad, that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is his final messenger. Takbir. 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 MashaAllah, so many brothers and sisters are converting to Islam. Once again, please make dua. Sister Melanie, may Allah uh, make everything easy for you. May Allah open uh, your heart uh, to Islam. Um, and uh, once again, you have a you have the sisterhood there with you, uh, sisters. Please do welcome Sister Melanie in Islam, and please um, show her hospitality. And inshallah, uh, do connect with her. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.